0: Welcome to This Week in Engineering. I'm Jim Anderson, Multimedia Content Director at engineering.com. On today's episode, NASCAR leaps into the 21st century, Baidu launches robo-taxis in Beijing, and paying hackers to crack the Pentagon. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. Well you know NASCAR is America's favorite form of motorsport and from an engineering standpoint it's famous for one thing, resistance to change. The technology, well it's heavily regulated and the technologies that are common in every other form of motorsports, well they've been banned by this sanctioning body often for decades. But that's changing, however, and the newly introduced next-gen car was launched with much fanfare by NASCAR at the Park Expo in Charlotte, North Carolina last week. The rule changes are the most sweeping in the history of the sport, and they essentially drag the technology of the cars from the 1980s into 2021 all at once. Bodies will now be symmetrical and made of composites instead of steel. Three models are approved, a Chevrolet Camaro, Ford Mustang, and Toyota Camry, and all will use independent rear suspension, a 5-speed sequentially shifted transmission, and larger 18-inch tires on aluminum alloy wheels. The traditional 5-lug nuts are gone, replaced by an Indy-style single central nut. Brakes are bigger and the cars will be flat-bottomed, and they'll race with an extra 2 inches of ride height and are equipped with rear diffusers to reduce turbulence in the draft. Tires will be 2 inches wider and steering will be by rack and pinion. The traditional engine-mounted gearbox has been replaced by a transaxle, and a first for NASCAR will incorporate a power takeoff that will allow future use of electric motors in a hybrid configuration. Chassis will still be steel space frames, but will be sole-sourced like the transmissions and bodies from NASCAR-approved suppliers. Multiple in-car cameras will be included, and with limited rearward vision, rear-view cameras will be used by the drivers for the first time. The changes are many, but according to NASCAR, they will result in closer, more aggressive racing. You know, the race for the self-driving car in the form of the RoboTaxi has been hotly contested for years, with different technology developers and manufacturers claiming leadership. Tesla has an advanced driver assist system on the road now, and GM's Cruise Automation and Alphabet's Waymo while they're operating with regular passengers in test cities like Phoenix and San Francisco. But who will be first with a truly automated system for public use? Well, the lead may have shifted to Beijing with the approval of Baidu Apollo's SAE Level 4 RoboTaxi for public use in Beijing. According to the South China Morning Post, passenger operations have already begun in the Xiaogang Industrial Park, one of the venues for the 2022 Winter Olympics. The system allows riders to summon the driverless taxis with a smartphone app, and Baidu will charge a flat rate of 31, about $4.60, for rides within the complex on the western outskirts of Beijing. Although driverless, the cars can be remotely controlled in an emergency using a 5G data lake. Both Alphabet's Waymo and GM Honda's Cruise partnership, well they're doing something similar in the US, but Baidu hopes to lead the race with factory integration of the sensor suite and automation hardware through a partnership with the FAW Group, makers of the Hongqi luxury auto brand. Now Waymo currently uses converted gasoline passenger cars and Cruise also adapts Chevrolet Bolt sedans, but plans to launch a GM-designed pod with no steering wheel or driver controls in the future. The Baidu Apollo system uses a similar set of sensors to most self-driving projects, meaning LIDAR, GPS, forward, side and rear cameras, plus ultrasound ranging and millimeter wave radar. Now, one possible advantage of the Apollo system is their plan to integrate self-driving with overall city traffic control systems, altering traffic light timing and feeding information into what the company calls an intelligent vehicle infrastructure cooperation solution. The idea is to optimize traffic flow and assist self-driving algorithms by controlling the vehicles around the self-driving taxi to eliminate possible hazards. It's an interesting approach. Reduce the possibility of unexpected events to reduce the load on the onboard computers. But will it work? Now, no one really knows who will be first with a universal solution, but if it requires whole city traffic system integration, China may be able to adopt a regulatory system very quickly. Data security and military software has well, been a major concern for decades, but how vulnerable are U.S. defense industrial-based companies to cyber attack? Well, that's a major concern for the Defense Department, and to address it, the DoD has turned to an unusual resource—hackers. The origin of the strategy was a memorandum of agreement signed in 2019 between the Department of Defense Cybercrime Center and the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency, which outlined security information sharing between the agencies. Called the Vulnerability Disclosure Program, it's a formal expansion of the 2016 Hack the Pentagon initiative, where outside ethical hackers are invited to attempt to breach DOD online assets, and were paid a bounty for success. Over 16,000 vulnerabilities have so far been revealed, and following a Carnegie Mellon study published in July of last year, the program is now expanding to include non-DOD sites in industry, covering frequency-based communication, the Internet of Things, industrial control systems, and other critical industry data weaknesses. Now, as 5G connectivity and the Internet of Things exponentially increases the amount of data moving through the cloud, the new bounty on vulnerabilities appears to neatly solve two problems. It avoids the need to survey millions of lines of code in the quality assurance process of software development looking for points of entry, and it allows thousands of DoD contractor and supplier companies to test their systems without the cost and bureaucracy of a Pentagon-mandated review process. And it could be a way for hackers to come over from the dark side and make some money, legitimately. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Week in Engineering. To check out these podcasts as videos, visit engineering.com TV. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow the topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.